0: Hey, hey, preschool bestie. I am so excited for you to join us today because I promise you're in for a real treat. In this Parent Corner episode, I'm joined by my amazing friend, Christina, and we're talking about building a foundation of literacy and reading with your kiddos. Christina is a former kindergarten teacher turned stay-at-home mom to three beautiful little ones. As a mom with an early childhood development and literacy background, She is very passionate about helping parents make the most out of their children's earliest years by focusing on learning through play. She loves to share a mix of real life, brands she uses and loves, early literacy activities, and development tips for parents and early childhood educators. Today, we're getting into easy on-the-go activities, what your littles need to know before kindergarten and what they don't, and a couple of fun and simple ways you can help your kiddos at home. All right, let's get to the show. All
1: right. Hey, Christina, how are you? Yay, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to chat with you. Yeah, I'm super excited. You are officially our first
0: guest on the podcast, first expert. So I'm super excited. We've known each other for a few years now. Um, I've seen your whole mommyhood journey. You've seen mine. We've been a part of our TPT businesses. And it's just been so amazing to see your journey. Um, I've also taken your course, so that's exciting. Yeah, you have. I'm so honored to be your first guest ever. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. So let's just jump right into the first question. Um, What is one word that would describe your mom, biz, and personal life right now?
1: Okay, so the first word that came to mind was chaos. Chaos because I just had my third baby. So she's only two months old. I have a two-year-old at home. And then my daughter just started kindergarten. So it's like a lot of life changes in a very short amount of time. But honestly, my word right now is purposeful. Um, Since having her and even before her, when I was pregnant with her, I've had to reprioritize a lot. I have changed things in my business and in my personal life. I've had to shift a lot of my focus um, from my business to more of my kids and being more of a stay-at-home mom um, because I just, I could not keep up with everything. I was super overwhelmed, even though I had like a babysitter come like twice a week, I still like could not get everything done. So I've had to like really be purposeful with what I say yes to and um with being a mom, like what I want my kids to be doing. So purposeful has been my word. I love that. As it's just been chaotic, but at least I'm like really focusing in on what's what matters. I love that so much. Yeah.
0: I know hiring a babysitter has never really We've never really been able to get a babysitter, but only just because we, you know, we have one kid, it's not much to shuffle. And when I had her, I was staying at home with her, but we always thought of the possibility of having multiple kids that it would definitely help, especially when you're also running a business at home. That's really difficult. Um, And not to mention home life, you know, we are responsible for a lot of chores, a lot of things, a lot of responsibilities. So I think you are rocking it. Um, (laughs) So congrats. (laughs) <laughs> um I think chaos is definitely something that that d- would describe the whole situation right now right but it's it's a a lovely chaos it's something that you're learning to manage with your different roles and your time right because there's only one of you and even though everybody needs you you need yourself too so right uh, that sounds awesome I love how you're prioritizing everything we can totally all relate um you're not currently in the classroom but you still do a lot of fun and easy activities with your kiddos at home Now, you mentioned Caroline is in kindergarten, which is so amazing because that is your realm, as it was mine at one point, too. So we're like, yay, the happy teacher moms. Um, As you know, we are all about keeping it simple over here. So can you tell us some of your simple activities to practice letters
1: and sounds? And also, how can parents help with phonics at home? All right. So simple is my favorite word because it. No parents have the time to literally like plan a lesson or prep activities. Um, I know I did a little bit with Caroline, especially when she was really little and I only had her. But now with Nolan being two, I'm starting to kind of, you know, dip my toes into that again. But I have realized that I need activities and things that are super easy and like no prep. Like I'm talking like just sit down and just do it or just do it as your day goes on. So um, some of my favorite things to do is like an I spy type game. So where you are either looking for the letter, Um, you could do this at the grocery store or at Target, you can say I spy the letter B and then have your child find it super easy. You can do- also do it with sounds. So you can say yeah. I spy something that starts with B and then they have to find something like a banana or a book. Um so things like that on the go um are really super easy. At home some of the things that I like to do are read a lot of alphabet based books. So like I think the first one that pops into my mind probably yours too, is Chicka Chicka Boom Boom. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. That's a classic. That's just it's a classic. It's fun to read uh but pretty much just, you know, pointing out letters and just the more exposure you can give your your children to letters and sounds, the easier it's going to be when they do go off to kindergarten. I know I have magnetic letters that I have on like a little whiteboard in our basement that they'll play with. Um, you know, they can just, you just point to a letter, ask them what it is, or you can just, you know, say the letter as you're moving it across, like, mm, and, you know, moving it across the board. Uh, another one I really like to do is using Play-Doh. So really into like the fine motor skills, Play-Doh is the best tool for little hands to really develop and grow, especially when they're going to be writing letters in kindergarten. You want Absolutely. those little little hand muscles, nice and strong. So rolling the Play-Doh like a snake is what I always tell my kids to do. And then pinching it to you know move it into the different letters. But just simple activities like that with things that you already have at home, you know, you don't have to go out and buy a bunch of games or download a bunch of worksheets. Like the easiest, simplest thing is, you know, those things that you already have at home.
0: Yes. I love, love, love that you mentioned using things you already have at home because that's one of the things that I get asked the most about, especially on Instagram. You know, what do you use? Do I have to go? Do I need a supply list? And people can get so overwhelmed, especially moms, with all of the added responsibilities and things that we think we have to do, especially when it comes to education, you know, we have to meet that standard and we feel the mom guilt and it's also real, but it's, it's more of just using what you already have. And I love that you mentioned like using the environmental print in, in real life, you know, you're going to the store. I know my daughter's doing that right now. We passed by a car wash the other day and she said, what's a Mr. Clean? And I was like, (laughs) oh my God, you actually read it. Yes. Like, girl, you got that double vowel down packed, you know? And she yeah. was like, but you didn't answer my question. <laughs> so I love that. And also that you mentioned using magnetic letters. It's funny because one of our posts that actually did so well on Instagram a couple of years ago, she was having a full-blown tantrum. She must've been two and a half and she was having a full-blown tantrum and I gave her just a bunch of magnetic letters and I left her alone. And then after like a few minutes, I came back to check on my daughter and she was right next to the trash can that is made out of metal. And she was putting just the letters on the trash can just by herself. And she actually calmed down on her own. So, you know, it's like, just let them do what they will with the materials that you already have. You never know. They might end up teaching themselves a couple of things or two. So awesome. I love these ideas. Um, So what do kids actually need to know before kindergarten?
1: the biggest misconception is that kids need to be reading before they go into kindergarten. I hear parents, as a teacher, I heard it, you know, oh, my child's not really reading yet. I'm like, that's okay. That's that's my job is to teach them how to read. Absolutely. So that is like the biggest misconception is like, my child needs to be reading books before they go into kindergarten. Like, yes, some kids will be reading before kindergarten, but that is Not the norm, or nor should it be. It's not really developmentally appropriate for four and a half, five year olds to actually be like reading sentences. That's not quite where they're at. So instead of actually reading words, we want to take a step back and we want to make sure that we have those foundational skills. So I'm going to go over just a couple of the foundational skills that I know that I worked with with my own daughter. And um, the preschool teachers that my daughter went to, they also worked with her on these skills. And I knew when she was going to kindergarten, she was good. Like she had those skills. She's starting to read now. It's like a stepping stone. You have to kind of go take those small steps before you are reading. It's not just a quick, easy jump. So the first one is letter names and sounds. And the easiest way to do this is to teach it all together, all at once, which seems like a lot, but really it's not. When you're teaching the letter S, for example, first of all, the uppercase and lowercase letter look the same. That makes your job easier. There's a lot of letters that do that, but also make sure you are telling your child what sound that letter makes. You don't want your child to just be learning the names and not associating the sounds with them. The sooner that we they can associate the sounds to the letter names, the easier time they'll have when it comes to actually like looking at a word, decoding it, sounding it out sound by sound, and looking at those letters and matching the sounds. Because it, our brains are super complex. It's a whole system to get your um, child reading, and they have to make those visual connections. So that definitely doing letter names and sounds. You can start with the letters in your child's name and then move on to letters uh, that are most commonly seen. Like we don't really need to teach Z first. We want to teach like M, A, P, S, T. Think about all the different words that you can make with those letters and all of the different words that have those letters in them. They'll start recognizing those commonly seen letters first. So, that's kind of the sequence that I would suggest for parents to do is to make sure that, you know, they're you're doing the letter names and the letter sounds at the same time. You don't have to focus on the entire alphabet. Pick one letter. With my 2-year-old, I just started doing the letter N because his name is Nolan, so it starts <laughs> with an N. So, Easy, I just point out ends wherever we go. Look, it's an N. and starts with no one. N. And he started to say the sound. Um, so super easy. Like start with their name, do those other letters that are very commonly seen, and you should be good with those. Not all students are going to know every all 26 letters and sounds of the alphabet, and that's okay. But if they have that basis of the main ones, they'll be they'll be ready to go. I love that. Next is phonemic awareness. And if you're not, if you don't know what phonemic awareness is, it's just the ability to hear, um, say, and manipulate like the smallest sounds of a word. So the main phonemic awareness skills would be isolating sounds. So identifying that beginning sound of a word. What does banana start with? B, the B sound. They don't even have to know the letter first. They they don't have to say it starts with B. If they're able to just isolate that sound, that is a super important skill to have. And definitely one of the first skills that as a teacher, I would look for my students to master before we kept moving on to the more challenging skills. And then on the other side of that phonemic awareness is oral blending. So this is another one that you could easily do with your students or children but oral blending is you would say the sounds of a word. So just think like a short word, like at, you would have your child repeat it at, and then if they're able to blend it together to say cat, that is like probably that honestly, that's probably the most important skill. I would say (laughs) most students or children are not going to be able to do that before going into kindergarten, but if they can, like kudos to you, like they are going to be set up for success. Those two main skills, I definitely think are what they need to know before kindergarten. Awesome. I, I couldn't agree more
0: as a teacher in kinder and in preschool, and then also kind of jumping over to second and third grade. Those are definitely skills that unfortunately we still don't see in even second and third because the foundation was never really properly established. Mm -hmm. And I love that you mentioned the first couple letters, you know, M-A-P-S-T, because those letters can also be used when you exchange them to form new words, right? Like after they've already learned the letter name and sound, then they can kind of mix, you know, let's say you are isolating or you're removing the M from the word mat and you're putting in the letter S, you know, exchanging those are also skills that they learn later on yes since they've learned their phonemic awareness skills but again we're using the same letters so it's great i i love i love that is this child ready for kindergarten how can i help them be ready for kinder i hear these questions all the time it's one of my absolute favorite topics to chat about in the dms did you grab your kinder readiness checklist yet Teachers love having this tool on their desk because it tells them exactly what they should work on with their students. And parents go wild for this tool because it gives them easy strategies they can do at home with their littles. It walks you through the seven areas of development so you can track progress and provide support along the way. Did I mention it's free? Grab your copy of my Kinder Readiness Checklist in the show notes so you can rest knowing your kiddos are prepared to rock kindergarten. Let's get back to our show. All right. So on the topic of on-the-go type activities, what are just a few of your most recommended simple on-the-go type activities
1: for parents to build phonemic awareness or letter recognition? All right. So going back to the I spy game, that is a super easy one to do. I spy something that starts with a B sound, or I spy a K at, you know, and they have to kind of connect the dots K at cat. Oh, there's a cat. Um, so those I spy games, like literally you can play them in the car, in the bathtub, at Target, while you're waiting in the Starbucks drive through line, like literally wherever you are, you can play those games. I call them like sound games with Caroline, and she'll like ask you them in the bathtub. <laughs> I love I'm like, that. okay, sure, let's go. Um, <laughs> but just, you know, make it make it fun and exciting. Um, another one that I like to do is like I'm thinking of a word and like kind of make it all it's similar to I spy, but then you do the oral blending. So you do the same thing. I'm thinking of a word. It starts with m, mm, then a, then mm, app. What word am I thinking of? And I'd say map. Um, so that's just another way to kind of phrase the I spy. And they get so excited. Yeah. And it's just, it's just fun. Like it's, it's super easy to do wherever you are. And then just with like rhyming and syllables, which are like two, I mean, they're not like make or break skills. They're good to have, but with rhyming, um, I like to play a lot of super simple songs on Spotify. They have all like the different like nursery rhymes. So we'll listen to the song and then you know, I'll have her pick out like the rhyming words or maybe like the repetition um in a nursery rhyme. So, you know, you can use songs. You don't have to listen to cocoa melon. You can listen to
0: <laughs> cocoa melon. We can have a whole nother episode
1: just on cocoa melon. Oh gosh. <laughs> we have no cocoa melon in this household anymore. <laughs>
0: Same. same. It was too much. <laughs> I love that you mentioned rhyming too. I know that's definitely one of my daughter's favorites. Um, mm-hmm. We started rhyming orally probably at around two, two and a half. And it just, I mean, even just with the nonsense words, because a lot of parents feel this pressure to have everything so correct, right? And And even correct their children when they say a word that's a nonsense word and it's like no we want them to be able to create new sounds and and we want to say silly sounds too and words that are not real but the goal is for them to learn this skill whether the word is correct or not you know
1: definitely nonsense words are very important and I always told my students like oh that's a nonsense word. It's just a silly word. We can laugh about it, you know, and not saying like, oh, that's not a word. Like, let's think of a different word. You know, you can definitely rephrase it. And so,
0: right. And then at some point, all the kids in the class just love to make up a whole <laughs> ton of nonsense words. <laughs> yeah. So I noticed that also on your Instagram, you like to recommend a lot of apps that are super helpful for teachers and parents. Um, any
1: special app recommendations that you have for us today? So the main one that I use with my kids is the Homer app. I love it because it's phonics and math writing. It's all in one. And it um, curates like a daily plays for your child based on what they know and what they don't know. So for example, they start with, there's like a letter each day, they would do the letter A and they would listen to a song about the letter A, a story about the letter A. There was like a little letter A where they could create like a letter A character and put like funny glasses on the letter A. That's um yeah. They could write the letter A on the iPad. So that and then they would also have like um more of like a math skill. So first it'd be like counting and like number recognition. And I know like Caroline's used it for probably like two years now. Don't do it every day. Maybe like once or twice a week. We really don't even do that much, but it's just a good little tool to have. And she's like reading words. Like she's blending CVC words on the app now and she's used it for like two years and she loves it. Um, Nolan will use it. He just listens to like the songs of like nursery rhymes and like wheels on the bus and different stories. Um, but it's just, it's a great, um, app that I highly recommend for anyone. The other ones I would say, um, Starfall is a good one as well and then abcya.com that's it's a website so it would be more of like on a computer i think you can do it on the ipad i'm not sure but that one was one of my students favorites for like our technology center we always did that one there's just, there's a ton to choose from on there and it's free so oh, I love yeah. a free app um, homer is a paid subscription okay. and starfall is too i believe yeah, um, Starfall and ABCL
0: were our top apps in the class too. And, and we loved it. I love how you you said the Homer has almost like different paths for each of your kids. Like they don't have to be learning the same exact thing, you know, it'll kind of personalize it according mm-hmm. to how they're doing. And they have the option of, you know, listening to stories and songs and kind of participating. And if they're, they're not a fan of those particular activities, then they can do other things too, which is really cool
1: yeah, they each have their own little profile and you can go in and see like what they've accomplished, I guess, like what, which games they've done, which songs they've listened to. You can kind of see like what they do as well. That's awesome. I love that.
0: Anything where parents can kind of get involved, but not be too helicopter over them. (laughs) is great. (laughs) Yeah. That way they don't think we're trying to control what they're watching and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Awesome. So um, this has been amazing. I am floored with all of the advice that you gave for us today. I know our parents and our listeners are going to be so stoked to hear all of the activities that they can do on the go where they don't need any materials. They just need to have simple and fun and easy conversations with their kiddos. And they're going to be building these amazing foundations with their kiddos for their reading skills, which is awesome.
1: So how can our listeners connect with you? So my blog and website is sweetforkindergarten.com, but then I'm also on Instagram. Um, I have two accounts. I have more of a motherhood account, and it's just at Christina Harrell. And I also have a teacher account at Kindergarten on Instagram. And then I have a teacher's pay Teachers store where I have a lot of letter recognition activities, printables, um, games, and that's uh, suite for kindergarten as well.
0: Awesome. And then on your website, you also have a blog where you you write about different activities that parents can do at home or different ideas and sensory bins and things like that. Can you tell us where to find that?
1: Yes. So that's on my website at sleepforkindergarten.com. You can pretty much filter by whatever you want to learn. So if you're looking for letter recognition, you can type in letter recognition, And it will pop up a bunch of different activities. Um, I do have a blog post that's how parents can help with phonics at home. And I can, you can link it in the show notes. And it's just super simple ideas. I went over a lot of them today, but then there's just links for additional blog posts that you can read, um, some YouTube videos and things like that.
0: Oh, we love the videos. We moms (laughs) with very limited time love the videos. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I am super excited. Parents, if you need any other help with building your children's reading skills at home or phonic skills, go ahead and check out Christina at her social media links and also on her website. Thanks so much for being here today. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I love creating content to support you on your preschool journey. So if you enjoyed this episode, reach out to me on Instagram and let me know what resonated or any questions you may have. Let's keep the conversation going so we can support more preschool teachers and parents just like you. See you in the next episode.